Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to Sidman Methodist Church, both here and online. If you would stand and join in our morning hymn, Morning Has Broken, it's in the Pew Hymnal number 60, or you can follow along on the screen. you'll take a moment and greet one another in the fellowship of Christian love. Good morning, man. Christmas. 
Um, you need to sign up. Yes, we'll make cookies. Yes, we'll help assemble. And if we see that we've got enough interest in that um, sign up, then we'll go ahead and move forward with it. And then we'll do a meeting and discuss, you know, how many per tray and all that good stuff. So if you're interested in helping make or assemble, just sign up on the back there. And is there anything else? Uh, tonight is a youth group meeting, 5 to 7 o'clock tonight. And uh, next Sunday is World Communion Sunday. Every church around the world will be serving communion next, next, next Sunday. And that's all. Oh, it's important for your presence at this meeting tonight at 7.30 at, at the community, Mount Hope Community Church. Because the, uh, the principal and the superintendent may be there. And if they show up and see a small attendance, they're going to think, well, this doesn't mean much to people, so why should we do anything? It's about the, the Bible study class that's being held there. Uh, Joe Staines and Mr. Carpenter, the instructor of the class, will be there to explain what problems they're facing and is there any solution that can. You don't have to bring any solutions, just be there. That will be the biggest help that you can you can give this Bible study is just by being being there there tonight. That's all. And that's listed on the back of the bulletin yeah. um, at seven thirty at the Mount Hope Community Church. Okay. Now, if you will stand and join in the affirmation of faith, Psalm one hundred five. Give praise to the Lord, proclaim His name, make known among the nations what He has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell him all his wonderful acts. Glory to the Lord and his strength, seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he pronounced. You, his servants, the descendants of Abraham, his chosen ones, the children of Jacob. He is the Lord our God, his judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever, the promise he made for a thousand generations. The covenant he made with Abraham, the oath he swore to Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob as a decree, to Israel as an everlasting covenant. To you I will give the land of Canaan as a portion you will inherit. And now the children will come forward for children's message. <coughs> You know what this is? Deck of cards. I'm going to show you how to deck of cards and be related to the Bible. An ace. Ace stands for God. If one. Okay? Two. The Old Testament and the New Testament. Parts of the Bible. Three. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Four. The four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Five, five is the uh, uh, maidens who were prepared for when the groom came. They had enough oil for their lamps, not like the other five that weren't prepared. Six, God created everything in six days. And what did he do on the seventh day? He rested. Eight is... Noah's family, the only people who were saved after the flood. Noah, his three sons, and their wives, four wives. Eight people survived the flood. 
That sound good? Yeah, looks good. Nine is that there were there were nine out of ten leopards that Christ cured who didn't come back to thank him. Only one of them came back. The other nine just walked away. And ten, you should know what ten is. Ten is the the Ten Commandments. That's an easy one to remember, the Ten Commandments. The king is Christ. The queen is Mary. And the joker is Satan. Now there were four suits in, in, in a deck of cards. Hearts, uh, clubs, diamonds, and spades. There were four seasons in a year. There are 52 cards in a deck. There are 52 weeks in a year. There are 365 dots on the deck of cards. That's how many days there are in a year, 365. And what else, what else was there that, uh, uh, that, that I could tell you? Well, that's enough, that's enough. So this can be a Bible, it can be a calendar, or it can be a Bible, a deck of cards. Who would have ever thought that from a deck of cards? Huh? Oh, you got me, guys. <laughs> what grade are you in? First. First grade, third grade, fourth, fourth grade, kindergarten, ninth grade, fourth grade. So we got two fourth graders. One in the same school. In the same school. That's remarkable. Are you in the same class? No, but we switch classes. He's in the switch class. He's in the switch class. His teacher is Miss Boyack. I'm Miss Nicole. We switch in the afternoon. You switch in the afternoon. So you go to her and he goes and he goes to him. Okay. Math and science. That's what you have in the afternoon. English. English. Well, if you ever have to do something in class to show them something, let me know. And we'll, we'll give you the, the cheat sheet on this so you can find out what each thing means. I mean, it's not hard. If I can remember all of that, you have no problem of remembering any any of them, or you. Now, sometimes you do have. They still have show and tell in school. No. Yes. No. How would you know? You're only in first grade. <laughs> <laughs> These guys have been through the uh, through the through the. Thing. They used to, but they don't do it anymore. Once you get up to the second, third, yeah. second, I think you did, but third, fourth. Well, you can do show and tell here if you want to. Just let me know. Not next Sunday. We never have a children's lesson on communion Sunday. But the other Sundays, show and tell. Bring something in. Are you going to play an instrument this year? You might. Do you know which one you might play? Trump, good choice. That's the best instrument that you can possibly play. You have a trumpet. A strong what? A strong that I can play in church. Well, first you got to learn to play the trumpet before you play and learn to play a song. You can play the same song that you played on your recorder on the trumpet. 
Maybe my hot dog bombs too. Of course, everybody will want some after you're done playing. But you, you can do that. Just let me know. We'll put you on the uh, on the bulletin. Have you got the trumpet? Have you started playing it yet? Do you practice every day? <laughs> no, you got the football. Take the trumpet out with you and practice when you're not doing anything on the field. No, you can stick that mouthpiece to a face mask. Pull, put the helmet over the top of your head and, and toot, toot away. Well, good luck to you. You picked a very good, uh, very good instrument to, uh, to play. Any help I can be, let me know. I'll be glad to, uh, to do it. So how about we offer a prayer? Anybody want to pray here? Anybody want to say anything here? No? Yes? What are you thinking? He does. No, you think. Okay, I'll pray for you. Our gracious God, we thank you for these four young boys that are here with us today. We ask that you bless them and, and be with them and protect them as they go through their, their walk of faith. And uh, uh, we're, we're delighted that they're here. And we pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Now the candy is over there. The candy. You know what candy do? No. This, this is a... Uh, oh, 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 oh. If it's made of chocolate, don't take it. Hey, fuck. That's the last bag of m and there you get more that way from one taking out. You get more taking out. Okay, that's good. Get them fruity things out of there. to you today, bringing you all the honor and glory and praise that you so rightly deserve. We ask for your guidance in our lives, even though we constantly stray from your path that you set before us. We ask for your protection in a world filled with violence. Provide for our safety and the safety of our families and friends. Finally, Lord of all, we ask for the strength and courage we will need to follow your will. May we put our wills aside so we will sorely be your servant, working for your purposes and not ours. Our faith is in you, our Father, your Son, and the Holy Spirit. We believe that our prayers will be answered, not as we would like, but as you see best for us. We pray in your name that is held high above all other names. We gather this morning to your presence to raise our voices to you, to bring to your attention what's on our souls. We offer prayer for the well-being and safety for the leaders of our country, our community, and our church. It tells us in our Bible, in the Bible, that we are to offer prayers for our leaders. No matter how we feel about them, we are to be praying for them. We pray for the safety and well-being of our youth and continue to encourage them on their walk of faith. 
We pray for the unsaved, the unbelievers, those who have lost their way, for them to see the light on their wayward ways so that they may be saved before it's too late. We ask for forgiveness for our going astray and for choosing our way over your way. We pray for the good health and well-being of the members of this congregation, their families, friends, and neighbors. We pray for the members of the law enforcement. We pray for the military, especially our First Lieutenant Carl Smith. We pray for firefighters, first responders, and EMTs. Now, dear Lord, let us, if there was a name that came to the, to the spirits, the hearts of the people while we were praying, let them say that name out loud, and then we will have a few moments of silent prayer before we pray the Lord's Prayer. Dear Lord, let us bring our prayer time to a close by praying together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Do we have a favorite hymn that the orchestra would be able to play? No favorite hymns? 335. 335? 335. 335. 335. And what is 335? Turn your eyes upon Jesus. I know we know that one. Please stand.
our gifts and offerings. When they received it, they began to grumble about the landowner. 
landowner. These who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I am not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for Daenerys? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. The words of God for the people of God, thanks be to God. Let's try that one more time because I, I, I never hear your response because I'm, I'm talking about it too. The words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, I call this message, uh, first is last, last is first. Is that what it says up there? Yes, okay, and I spelled everything right there. We have a choice. Answer the call to work in God's kingdom or to stand by idly and waste one's life all together. I've never heard it put so bluntly before like that. You either work for the Lord or you're, 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 you're idly standing by and your life is going to amount to nothing when it's all done. This parable is not about equality or the proper disbursement of wages, but it's a gracious and undeserved gift. The vineyard is the world. The owner is God. And God is going to pay. We'll see one day when we get to heaven that the people who were there way before us got the same thing that we're going to get. And we're new. We're new in the neighborhood. Some other people have been there for thousands of years. God's generosity often violates our own sense of right and wrong our sense of how things would be if we could rule the world. Hmm, yeah. Would we be paying the person who just came for an hour and worked the same amount of money if somebody had been there for eight hours? I don't think so. We'd have to have a lot of money in order to do that. Many readers and listeners think this parable is about rewards, but it's about salvation. There's always a hidden meaning behind all of Jesus' parables. It's a strong teaching about grace and God's generosity. Instead of being jealous of what God has given to another person, we should focus on what God has given to us and be thankful for what we have. Now let me retell the story this way. What's the matter, Joe? Just got paid. You think that was good news? We're lucky even to have a job. So when Joe, Ted, and Billy had been hired on to dig irrigation ditches for a local landowner, they had considered themselves to be quite fortunate. The wages were low, but fair. We've been cheated, cheated. That's right, cheated. That means he didn't pay what he promised? After all our hard work, let me see. Joe handed Ted a wad of cash. 
Ted continued, why it's all here, I'll tell you what I'm mad about, it's him. The young man's name was Ben. He just arrived that morning, walking up in a worn out shoes and asking for a job. The foreman put him to work alongside Joe, Ted, and Billy. Why? What's wrong with him? What's wrong with Ben? He's a good enough worker, isn't he? I reckon he is. But do you figure he's five times better than we are? Five times better? What do you mean? That's what he got paid. Five times more than we did. What? What? That ain't fair. Come on, let's go talk to the boss. The three of them approached the foreman and said, excuse me, sir, we'd like to have a word with you. Okay, said the foreman, what's on your mind? It ain't fair what you paid us. Perhaps you'd like to speak with Mr. Fairchild. He's the one who hired you. Mr. Fairchild, the landowner, spoke to Joe. Is there a problem with your pay? Didn't I pay what I promised? Or do you think my wages are not fair? No, sir, your wages are fair enough. We got paid exactly what you promised. It's not fair that you paid that new worker, Ben, five times more than us. I mean, we worked hard all week, and he worked just one day, and he got paid the same amount as us. I just figured that we're worth a whole lot more than him. I mean, begging your pardon, but he's a new on the job, and we've been with you a long, lot longer. It just ain't fair. You ought to pay us a lot more than this. Mr. Fairchild put his arm around Joe's shoulder. You're a good man, Joe. You're a good worker. And I pay you an honest dollar for an honest day's work. Please don't be angry with me for being generous with Ben. I have my reasons. I know him. I know his family. Believe me, he could use a little help right now. Joe thought about it for a moment. Then he looked back at Ben and again and saw him in a new light. By godly, by, by godly, he did look like, the, like he could use a little help right now. Oh, all right, Joe said. By the way, do you need us at work on Monday? I sure do, said Mr. Fairchild. I'll see all of you Monday morning. See you Monday, said Joe. The end of the retold story. And it has nothing to do with uh, how much money has been paid. It's with, with salvation. God will save you no matter where you come in. Uh, that's a piece of gum. Yes, we can see that. Is that a piece of gum? It's a mini hot dog. Well, that certainly is, is important to talk about. The mini, mini hot dog. How many people have a mini hot dog? Do we know what a mini hot dog is? I don't. Yeah, yeah, well, why does? He knows what a mini hot dog is. Yeah, go back over there and sit down. I'll put the mini hot dog in your mouth. No, you don't eat a mini hot dog? No? What do you do with a mini hot dog? You're not going to tell me? Well, you're about ready to say something. Now he changes his mind. Okay. 
Anybody want? Does anybody else want a mini hot dog? He has some up here. Just come up and see him after church is over. And ask for a mini hot dog. Does it come with ketchup and mustard and relish and things like that? No, that does. Okay. Jesus was trying to teach his disciples what eternal life would be like. But the disciples were dense, I guess, because they didn't understand many things that Jesus told them until he was resurrected. And then it all came to them. But prior to that, they didn't understand what he said. And Jesus told parables so the only people who would get his meaning are his disciples, not the people who were gathered around listening to Jesus preach. They had a hard time understanding his, his parables, as we do sometimes. So he told them a parable about workers being paid equally. I don't know if they understood it, but what's more important is, do you understand it? No matter when we get into eternity, sooner or later, we will be treated just like all those who came before us. I don't know if there will be a celebration for the new people who come in. Oh, we have new people coming into eternity. Let's have a little party. I don't know if that will take place. If it does, after all that is over with, then we will be treated like everybody else who's, who's in heaven, who's eternal whose life is eternal. There'll be no distinction. God does not play favorites. Billy Graham will be treated just the same way as we will be treated when we go there. Some people we will expect to see there. Some people we will expect to see there who aren't there. And there's some people we expect not to see there and they're there. And we have, to, uh, we have to accept that. We're all, we all will be treated the same. This is a gift, a reward that God offers to all. Whether we accept this gift or not, it's our choice. Those who think that they are superior will be last. And those who are humble will be first. And that is determined in this life, the life that we live now. It's all a precursor to going to heaven, being in heaven with God around us. Being in heaven, being, being with God is considered being in heaven. And hopefully, all of you will experience that. I don't know. I can't, I, I can't go through and say, well, yes, 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 no, yes, 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 no. No human being can do that. Because it's all a gift from God. We have nothing to do with it. And it's your choice to make. And the earlier in your life that you make this choice, the better things will be in your life. But you can wait till the very end 
Look at the man who was on the cross with Jesus, alongside Jesus. He was accepted into heaven, and he asked for forgiveness in his last breath, and it was given to him. Not the other guy, who knows where he went to. But this one uh, uh, man, criminal, asked for forgiveness from Christ on the cross, right next to him. And he said, you, it, it, just ask the Lord and it will be given to you. So it can happen at the last minute, the last breath that you take. But boy, that's taken an awful chance. Just think of how much better your life will be if you accept it when you're a young person. <laughs> I'm looking at these two guys over here. Yes, when you're a young, young person. Are you still playing with that uh, 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 hot dog, mini hot dog? No, no. Are you going to eat a pen? No. Okay. So it's our choice to make. It's up to us. We're not forced to make the choice. It's your choice that you make. Well, if, if you, if you, uh, I was going to say, it's, it's your choice that you make every day. But once you make that choice, you don't have to make it every day. You've already, you've already made that choice. You can add strength to that choice. But we all need to make that choice. And just because you're sitting in church doesn't mean that you've made the choice. That, that's one of those things that is a, uh, covered over a lot. You have to be more than a churchgoer. You have to believe in, in, in Jesus Christ. In order to get to God, you have to believe in Jesus Christ. If you don't believe in Jesus Christ, I, I found out from uh, the man who was interviewing me for the Global Methodist Church, I, I told him that I was surprised that the uh, seminary I went to was not on the list for the Global Methodist Church. And he said, well, when I went there, it was years before I, I went there, before, way before 2010. He said, we had an uh, ethics professor who swore God's name in vain three times. Uh, we had a professor who didn't believe in the miraculous birth of Jesus Christ. Didn't believe in the resurrection. We had one who was not a believer at all. He was an atheist. And there he was teaching in a seminary Students of all ages who wanted to become licensed local pastors. And that's the liberal approach, because there are people out there who feel that way, who, who teach in seminaries. I didn't find anybody who, who fit in that class when I, when I went there from 2010 all the way up until 2021, October 2021, when I graduated. So that's why they're not on the list. You have to be, your name is written in a book in heaven. Now you have to live up to it in order to get into heaven. Just because you're sitting in church doesn't mean you're gonna to get to heaven. So what's your choice gonna be? You're the only one who knows. You're the only one who can make it. 
So let us pray. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish like it's doing now, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word, the word of God that goes out from his mouth. It will not return to him empty, but will accomplish what he desires and achieve the purpose for which he sent it. Amen. Let us now stand and sing, God will take care of you. He certainly will. Page 47 in the hymnal, for the words are on the screen. Please stand. for the way he made us see it's not the destination it's the journey in the name of god the father god the son and god the holy spirit go and earn your day let us sing our last verse of our hymn.